Hi, thanks for joining me. Andrew Overman of the Estate Agents Podcast and uh, as ever joined by Stephen Brown and Luke St. Clair. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Well, beautiful day today. Sun is shining. Birds are tweeping, tweeting, tweeping, tweeping, tweeting. It's lovely, isn't it? It's gorgeous. It's so, gorgeous. And so are you. Look Thank at you. you. Look at you today. I, I mean, know. have we have we got a sight? If if only if only this was like video <laughs> podcast as well. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty much like the morning we uh, we had in uh, Bristol, wasn't it, um, Luke? Do you recall that morning? Beautiful sunshine. Be- beautiful sunshine. Um, the the views aren't the same. The no, views no. are quite nice. It, Bristol's quite a nice, pretty city, wasn't it? It was. It was lovely. I got to see a little bit more of it um, yeah. than uh, anticipated. <laughs> You did, you did a good uh, 55 minute run. Nine kilometres. <laughs> that's, imp- that's very impressive. It, it wasn't intended, Stephen. I went for a four and a half kilometre jog, got lost, asked for directions and ended up at the wrong Marriott Hotel. Anyway, enough, enough of that, enough of that. So guys, we're um, early July now and yeah. uh, we thought we'd come together and uh, discuss whether we're on track or off track, or, or indeed even if people know um, yep. h- how important it is. Um, and I think that boils down to one of the first episodes we did with Kickstart, uh, which was knowing your numbers. So, uh, well, w- where are you, Luke? Yep, so uh, we're uh, ahead uh, of where we plan to be for 2019, which is uh, fantastic. Um, all three offices are working really well uh, from business generation perspective, listing, sales, um, happiness within the firm and colleagues and lots of fresh ideas um, coming along for, to continue for 2019 and now into 2020 because it's not going to be long before we start, think, start thinking of Christmas parties and kickstart 2020, will it be? No, it won't. Certainly. Can I ask what what's working well for you um, first six months of a year? Um, so for us, um, our community uh, involvement and engagement, um, we've um, hopefully taken um, to the next step um, where we're trying to get more involved in the community. So uh, an example uh, of that is that we've been invited to go down to Westminster as part of Love Odeby and the Dementia Friends uh, in November uh, to meet with uh, our local MP and other MPs down there about the great work that, that um, mainly the Dementia Friends have, have been doing within Odeby, which obviously we've been helping to kind of campaign, but also the work that we've been doing with Love Odeby as well to help promote the local community. So, um, so yes, yeah, so that's that's a good trip that we're looking forward to. Um, we did a litter pick. Um, there's a group called the South Leicestershire Litter Wombles, which we've started to get involved with. Uh, fantastic group. Um, so we're now getting involved with them and sponsoring their high-vis vests. And we've got a fantastic idea coming up for the summer holidays involving children and taking care of and pride in the areas that they live. So we'll reveal more about that once once it's all up and running. Fantastic. And the community work, I mean, how your team, your staff, mm. how do they feel about um, getting involved in the community, maybe doing out of hours work? I mean, I know um, 
that they did something which to me was absolutely exceptional, which wasn't community work, which was to do with new homes. New homes. Yeah. Um, and if you're happy for me to share what they did um, yeah, with everybody. So, you know, after hours, they went and helped you clean this development yeah. so you could get it in exchange, which I think yeah. is incredible. So that says a lot about your team, your culture, um, yeah. and you as a leader. Um, you know, there's loads of other agents there that I see. And, you know, I remember when I was at Green and Company, we used to have um, the Crouch End um, Half Marathon that we yep. did with the YMCA. And it was a real challenge to get um, some of our staff there um, on that Sunday. Um, How did you manage to do it? Um, just by asking the question. So, um I've probably mentioned this before on the podcast. We use for our internal communication, we use Slack rather than email. Um, and not everyone likes Slack, and but I just popped a message onto we have what's called a general channel, which is a bit of for general chit chat and things. So, um, and I just popped a message on there saying, Does anyone fancy helping out to clean for new townhouses um, to get them exchanged and for the new owners to take them over? Because we want to hand them over in a in a professional way and so that they're all, all, all good. So, um, and the office came flooding in. So I think we had about eight people down there in the end. And the one thing that came back from it was what great fun it was. It, what, what a laugh we had. And, and that was, and that was the best bit is that everyone really, really enjoyed it. And there was none of, no one wanted to kind of duck off early. They stayed right. So I think we were there for about three hours in total, two teams in each house. Um, I, my dad even came down, he cut the lawns and things. And you could argue, well, why did you do this instead of the developer or the builder? But I think it was good for team bonding as well. So there's a real big benefit from that side of things. And what was the reaction from the developer and, um, and your client? Yeah, no, they appreciated it. They appreciated it. And the um, company that purchased all four of these properties appreciated it as well. Um, it was one less thing that they were going to have to look at doing and they were absolutely spotless inside that you could eat your dinner off the floors and that's how it should be if you're buying a new car you don't expect to get to the showroom to find mud all over the wheels and mud all up the side of the car and uh, or you don't expect chips and dents in the bonnet so I only liken it to the same and you look at a car showroom they're out polishing their cars every day to make sure that they look great that's the same with a house and the same should apply to resale homes as well. So secondhand homes, that's how we should be looking to present the resale homes and liken it to when someone's selling a secondhand car, you, you get more money for it if it's nicely polished and looks nice and clean. Spot on, spot on. So Andy, yeah, on, I track, just want to on, say there. on track, off track. Well, before we go into that, Luke, I think there's two things that come, come out of it there. Um, one is culture. Awesome, awesome company culture and two differentiation you know we're talking um on a daily basis it seems to be sort of the buzzword for 2019 differentiation isn't it you've got to be the differentiator you've got to show uh, and i think you've clearly demonstrated that then because what have you done in my mind you've created two sets of raving fans moving forward the developer who is probably going to you know whilst they're not going to instruct you on the basis that you clean four houses from them it's certainly going to be i would say front and foremost in their minds when they come to choosing an agent next time around and secondly, differentiation, um, you, you know, who else would have done it? 
not um, not not meant not many. But again, we didn't. Uh, we did it for the intentions of us doing it was to make sure that we had that we handed that over, and that was that's the Knightsbridge expectation of when we'd want to hand a new home over. We want to want to hand it over dirty. So that that was that was why that was why we did it, and all the staff took pride in that. Exceptional. Um, and making sure it was done that way, which 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 which, which was great. So and and we look. It, that that and the community engagement and the community involvement we've done school fates this year um we've raised uh i think six seven hundred pounds for rainbows which is a local children's hospice we've raised i think it is two thousand or fifteen hundred pounds for loros which is a, a leicestershire and rutland hospice for uh terminally ill patients um and uh, and we and we've had good fun along the way, and we've helped hopefully raise a bit more profile in the community of those local charities to Leicester. So, and it it is it's good fun, but there's, there's also the serious side to it as well. Of course, I get to uh, dance in my uh, Zumba tutu yeah. in a few weeks' time for the Fusion event, which is our annual big one. I think um, forty forty five thousand over the last five years raised for four amazing charities. So we're looking Fantastic. forward to that. But Stephen, yes, your question, on track or off track? Well, I'm delighted to say we're firmly on track. Um, challenging year, um, definitely a challenging year. And I think the landscape of the market is very, very different now to uh, 2018. We talk a lot after the uh, Tom Ferry podcast and the meeting we had with him um, about the old market and the new market. The new market is um, very very different landscape um but yeah we're we're uh, number one on sales in my core area again um not just for 2019 but for the last 12 months um you talk about knowing your numbers something that i'm hugely proud of with uh, eight out of ten sellers with chilton's um in my office will actually agree a sale fantastic that's great well done incredibly incredibly proud of that well done. So, so something um, I think maybe we could just maybe remind some of our listeners is is what what kind of numbers, Stephen, should should people be measuring? Because it, it isn't just about measuring numbers, is it? Because the numbers don't help serve customers or give customer service, but you do need to have that awareness of the numbers and what your agency is doing. So, what are the from from a trainer's perspective? What are the kind of numbers that's that agencies or a branch manager or even a negotiator or business owner should be aware of uh, okay, well, on look, a daily, if, monthly, quarterly basis. No, if we if we strip it back to the beginning, so agencies really four disciplines. So it's about um, prospecting, listing, um, negotiating, and selling. So first of all, you know, and, and funnily enough, just on a Facebook group this morning, and we're talking about prospecting and, and the key activities. So you know, the, the discipline and the one thing I've put on this group this morning is that it's all about consistency um, with the prospecting. So I may, I would make sure that minimum-wise, you were doing at least one hour of prospecting every day on your database. Um, you end up making about 20 to 25 calls, speaking to about 10 to 12 people with a desired outcome of, of bringing in one extra market appraisal um, a day as a result of it. So that's the first thing I would do. One thing I would say about that, which I find interesting, is when people are really, really busy, they stop prospecting. And 90 days later, they suffer as a result of them stopping. 
So it's really important to be consistent and doing it the whole time. Secondly, looking at your listing. So what's your conversion rate? So what's your conversion rate from um, market appraisal to instruction? Um, looking at your average fee. So um, some agents this year have got their average fee up. Transla transaction levels are down um, for a lot of agents, but the, some agents have really worked hard on getting a higher fee. Then it's looking at your time on market. So can you get your days on the market down? Um, so again, I've got some checklists um, if people want to get in contact with me um, to get your vendor and your buyer um, sale ready. So I'm, again, I'm happy to share those with people if they want to get in contact. So again, another test to see how many listeners we've got. Um, your success rate. So Andy mentioned before that Chilton sells eight out of 10 properties. Fantastic. You know, so what's your success rate where you are? And then what's your achieved price um, to your asking price? Um, so again, you know, it's hypothetically, sell a property for 100,000, um, you sell it for, sorry, property comes on for 100,000, you sell it for 98,000, you've got 98% 90 um, achieved price. How does that compare to your competitors? And also, um, new one this year, um, how much have you negotiated from your first offer to your last offer? So again, properties come on for £250,000. The first offer comes in at £200,000. You've um, got that up to £230,000, so you've negotiated an extra £30,000. Well, if you do that on, on 10 potential properties, that's £300,000 you've negotiated, which again, um, it is a skill. So one of the things I took from um, Rick Rushton um, in one of the podcasts where he was talking about, are you the pilot of a plane or are you the cabin crew of a plane? Um, and I firmly believe that it is a skill as an estate agent to be the best negotiator. Um, so this week I downloaded Chris Foss, Split yeah. the Difference. Um, I'm really um, enjoying that. I know that I'm going to finish that within 24 to 48 hours because the stories are fantastic and I'm already taking things away. So for me, negotiation is a massive, massive skill. So are you demonstrating how good you are at negotiating? So I would say to you, my biggest learning for me this year um, is demonstrating to people um, how good I am at negotiating face-to-face um, -face with them by asking them a simple question. So again, um, let's see, Luke, I know you recently moved. Um, did you buy the property through your own agency or a different agency? A uh, different agency. Okay. Be careful uh, there. Disclosure. <laughs> okay. Um, would you have paid more money for the property you bought? Of course. Okay. Um, can I ask, would you paid an extra £1,000 for it? I probably would have paid another £10,000, maybe more. Okay. So 11000 yeah, let's go with 11,000. Okay, 12. If it came to it. 13. Stop. 
I'm not paying any more. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the point. So, yeah. um, who would you rather sell your property? Myself, who's just demonstrated to you that I'm, by negotiating, I would have got an extra twelve thousand pounds for your biggest tax-free assets, or the estate agent who cost your vendor twelve thousand pounds for their biggest tax-free asset. Oh, absolutely! I go with you. Okay, so the investment in my services is two percent plus that. Yeah. No. Do you know, on that note, a lot of people, obviously, we were networking, uh, Luke, recently at the um, Property Academy event. And yeah. There was a lot of talk around the tables and in the breakout areas about fees and the pressure on fees. Mm. Um, I have to say, my fees, my average fee has increased this year. Our success rates have increased this year. And I think that um, in the new market, in the new landscape that we find ourselves in, people People want results. So I think actually it's harder to justify the higher fees when everything's selling itself and you've got a pick of several agents to go to market with. Actually, when, when you're an agent that's demonstrating that you are selling eight out of 10, you're getting 99.6% of asking price when you've got the video testimonials flying out over Facebook. People pay to buy into that success. And I think it's a lot easier to command a premium fee when you're able to demonstrate true value. True value yeah. being more money in the client's pocket at the end of the transaction. Yeah, and I, th and I think absolutely. what I've just done is a really simple way of demonstrating to people how good you are skilled at negotiation. Um, and I'm seeing agents who are using that, um, going competing against other agents where there's three of them going in, one agent's quoting 0.75%, one agent's quoting 1%, and the agent who's demonstrating the skill of negotiating are getting the 1.5%. Um, and that's just a simple face-to-face -face with your vendor showing them what, what they would do. And I think most people, and actually somebody threw it back to me this week, and, and they kept on saying no. No, I wouldn't pay more money. No, I wouldn't pay more money. So they was being as, I, as awkward as I was on the training. And I said yeah. to them, you know what? Actually, that's absolutely fine. But what I've demonstrated to you, that I'm very persistent and I'm going to keep on asking that question and, then keep on, and I'm going to ask it and ask it and ask it. So that demonstrates that I'm not going to stop when I get that first offer. You know? yeah. and, this, and this is a life-changing experience for you. You know, what I what I could do with my negotiation could make a big difference, you know, for if you wanted to go on holiday, if you wanted to get your kids into a private school, um, it makes a massive, massive difference. So, you know, I think really it's been my biggest lesson this year and my biggest win with my clients is demonstrating negotiating skills. Um, and I think I would actually have that as a key number to say, yeah. you know, this year we've negotiated an extra X amount for our clients. Yeah. Andy. Well, Luke, we, we uh, witnessed that process firsthand when we were at dinner, didn't we, on um, Monday evening? Yeah. We had a property um, which was coming to market. We'd arranged an exclusive off-market viewing for potential home sellers that had, um, well, they were just going through the process of instructing us. Um, we'd set our vendor's expectation at a certain price. The offer came in and I negotiated in the course of Luke, 15, 20 minutes over, over dinner. Yeah. 
um, another 15,000 over and above my client's expectation. This morning, as we wrap up this podcast, uh, 9.30, booked solid all the way through till 12 o'clock with viewings on uh, their property. Uh, and hopefully that chain will complete tomorrow. But I think that demonstration, you know, we've created two raving fans. If you look back over our profile and the videos that we've released uh, just this week, those those two clients that have been obviously at the, the front and foremost of everything we've done this week have, have become raving fans of ours on Facebook and uh, one of them has recommended uh, me to somebody else who, uh, who I'm going to see on Tuesday next week. So it, that, that power of negotiation, I think, is absolutely phenomenal. Massively, massively. So um, so some, some of the other things that obviously if we revisited Kickstart that we did in January um, is... Um, obviously, I've been watching your um, market updates with great intrigue, Andy, that you've been doing. Um, I think you've been doing them since the beginning of the year consistently. And then you did a half half year one. So um, one, why why are you doing them? Um, but also, is, is it really working? I suppose is the question that everyone's going to be asking it. Apart from you wasting two hours of your time doing it is is it actually getting you any business what's it doing for you and Chilterns okay so first and foremost yes I mean you'll all know we talk privately um, and in the mastermind sessions and, and one of my key challenges and struggles this year is, has been getting the staff by and getting Catherine and, and Darren on video and actually as a result of a two or three week period I think it really connected with her month we had people coming into the office saying Where's, when's the new property of the week video? Um, what, you know, uh, when you're asking the question as to who recommended you, oh, nobody recommended you. I see Andrew's uh, market update videos on Facebook. So they're now starting to gain real traction. And again, it's that thing about consistency, Luke. We've been doing it for six months. It's only now that people are re re regularly recognizing that actually, yes, it is something that they can expect the first week of the new month. Um, it, yeah, it's great. Look, for me, you've got a landscape of estate agents out there and you can choose any of them. So what's going to make somebody choose me over somebody else? I think if I think I, from a personal point of view, I want to be known as the authority. I want to be able to demonstrate value um, in the marketplace. And I think if, um, if, if, if I can convey myself as an authority, then it's, it stands me in better stead getting through the door and then obviously winning the instruction. And also starting to see a lot more market wraps as well um, from other agents. Yeah. And um, I think that's something, again, that's starting to work um, really well. So um, I think it's something we took from Troy. Yes. Um, yeah. And also, again, you know, some really, really, really useful stats. Um, and again, one of the things that, I'm speaking to my client, my clients about is um, you look great, Luke. Um, if only people could see what is going on. <laughs> so what I'm seeing people doing with a weekly, with a weekly wraps, monthly wraps, and also telling people vendors on similar properties is, for example, right, we had a similar property to yours, and we had um, 10,000 views on um, our Facebook page, 15,000 views on, um, where's he gone? 15,000 15, views on YouTube, on our Facebook page, on social media. And all these things are, are making a massive difference to market your property yeah. to the widest audience to get the best outcome for you. 
And yes. I think demonstrating that, demonstrating that um, on each property, but also demonstrating what's going on in your local area shows that you are the local property professional and the local expert and you are the go-to agent for your area. And it's so nice to see so many, not so many agents because a lot of people are still afraid of video, but load more agents now actually utilizing video, utilizing all these market wraps. Um, Oliver, um, Oliver, Josh Fegan, James is um, exceptional at that. Yeah, I was just um, about to mention Oliver Press and he does deserve a mention because he's just created this um, love uh, I think M44 group, which is, yeah. I think, Earlham and Caddishead. Uh, just to, to explain to our listeners who don't know Oliver, his journey started with a new business, I think about, well, it's less than 12 months ago. Yeah. Um, and I believe he's got two traditional established agents um, in his area. I saw a post on a thread the other day that described those as um, uh, sort of lackadaisical, traditional, lethargic agents. Oliver's gone into his area with a huge amount of gusto, um, a, a, a large amount of credibility, and he's gaining, uh, from what I can see, huge traction. Um, and this M44 um, is uh, pretty much uh, themed on, I think, Luke's love Odeby and love Wigston. And he is um, openly and uh, actively looking for community groups to help them with promotion. Um, yep. And, you know, one could argue there, what's, what's Oliver gaining from it? Well, it's, it's costing him time, it's costing him money, it's, it's costing him editing time or admin time to get the videos out there. Um, yeah. But what he is doing is getting some amazing comments on that group and, and in the wider community, and he's putting himself out there. And, dare I go back to the original point, he's showing differentiation. Yeah, massive, and he's a good guy, and that's and a I lovely think, guy. I think Tom Panos says this: the good guys win. So if your intentions are right, um, then, um, that, but no, that, no, definitely. So, um, and I think a special mention needs to be made to the guys over at Liberty Gate in Nottingham. Um, I know on one of the groups, I think at the Landlord Farming Group, it's been heavily talked about with their latest market update so if anyone hasn't looked at uh, their market update head over to look up liberty gate um and their latest update is absolutely exceptional from the way it's been put together to the how professional it comes across but also with the fancy graphics and whizzy bits i know andrew you'd absolutely love it with those whizzy bits on it so um so well worth well worth a look well worth a look so so what's the what's what's the other thing from our kickstart that perhaps we could get our listeners to revisit, um, Stephen? Good question. I'm just going to look up and remember what we did all those times ago, all that, all, <laughs> all, 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 all those all those episodes ago. So yeah. so definitely know your numbers. Um, are you on track now? Are you off track now? I would ask uh, some questions, um, you know, so we started off, I would ask you yourself, what's working well? Um, what do you need to do more of? What do you need to actually start? Um, and what you actually need to, um, to, to continue um, that's working well? Um, and one thing, what do, you need to, what do you need to stop? So... Um, as well. I think people need to stop, Stephen. One of the things people need to stop is thinking that the market's going to hand it to them on a plate because, you know, we can't, uh, we can't emphasize enough that the landscape's changed. The new market is not 
whacking something on Rightmove and waiting for 20 phone calls to come in, 10 viewings, five offers and, uh, and uh, you know, 102% of asking price. It's not happening anymore. So you're having to uh, construct those deals, graph those deals, put those deals together. It's, I suppose, you know, uh, without sounding old, it's, it's back to roll your sleeves up, good old fashioned mm. estate agency, you know. Forget computers, forget tech, forget CRMs. You've got a an applicant card, a pen, and a telephone, and they're your three biggest weapons. One um, one of my great wins this year, Stephen, as you know, and Luke is has been the off-market transactions. Four of them last month uh, in the pipeline. And when you're talking about 18 grand's worth of deals across four transactions, if you can do just half that every month, think about the difference it makes to your business. Um, think about the, the the you know the added income. So we've been putting together deals by uh, speaking to buyers and sellers who may not, you know, may not be on the market or certainly haven't been on the market at the time we've connected with them um, and really drilled into their why, um, understood what would motivate them to move, understood their time frame, um, un- understood what would prompt them to move. And then we've simply gone out there and sourced the buyer for them or sourced, or sourced the property for them to buy. Um, and these are deals that appear one day on Rightmove um, as available and the next day they're sold subject to contract. And people are saying to us, you know, how, how in a challenging market are you turning stock so quickly? Um, well, we're not. You know, we're just working for eight to 10 weeks on these little secret deals in the background. Um, and you'd be amazed the if you like raving fan feedback from those deals, I would say is probably three X what it is for a normal client, because these are people that have said, Hey, do you know that, that Andy Overman, he, he connected with me one day and we've been spending, we, we've, we've, we've had a six month relationship. He promised me he'd go out there and look for a property. And, and here we are six months later, he's handing over the keys and I've got this lovely picture frame and this like timeline of the events. And yeah, the guy's amazing. You know, it, it, it's that kind of, differentiation it's that kind of positivity it's that kind of authority in the market that's going to generate other instructions and good traction for your firm so for for me my big win this year is is the off-market transaction okay so that comes back to knowing your buyers okay absolutely so who who out there so it's fantastic takeaway and i'm delighted it's worked for you um and it comes back to you're right there's so many buyers out there that are actively looking on your books that agents don't have properties for. Well, I would argue they do. They're sitting on your database. So make the calls, disrupt people. You know, again, one of the things that I've done on a lot of my training courses is I ask people if they own a property um, and whether they're actually in their dream home. And I would say a good 75% of the people that own their property aren't in their dream home. And if I was to find them their property within their budget, they would definitely move. So by asking that one question, I'm being disruptive. Um, and if I can find them their property, which potentially I've got on my books and I've seen, then potentially they will move as well. So know your buyers um, is a massive, massive tip. Pick up the phone, um, ask for one-off viewings, and you'll be surprised at the reaction that you get. Disruptive. I bet that was all over your school report, wasn't it? Isn't it, Stephen? Yeah, incredibly disruptive. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing as I was very shy and never flew to a goose. Oh, bless you. I can imagine that, actually. You're like the big cuddly bear for anybody that hasn't met him. But one of the ways, guys, that you can do this is um, one of the ways that we've been doing it. When you list a property to the market, do you phone 
the valuations over the last three years in the street or in the immediate quarter of a mile radius. Look, you all know your areas. So for me, Stephen, you know I live on Cloverfields, for example. Um, so when, when you're listing a four-bed detached on the market on Cloverfields, are you phoning your previous two years' valuations on Cloverfields and saying, hi, it's Andrew from Chilton's. Um, appreciate you're not ready to move at the moment, but I said I'd stay in touch. I've just listed um, one, two, three um, Smith Street to the market. Would you be interested to know how much it sells for when I transact that property? Yes, Andrew. Excellent. You've then got another reason to give somebody a call can i take it can i take it a step back I yeah, would yeah, actually, yeah i would actually add to that um the reason for the call is we've just taken on one of your neighbor's properties um would you have any friends family or colleagues that are looking to move into the road love that Stephen. never used it love it okay. writing it down by the way when it sells would you like to know the new value of your home Love it. Okay. That's absolutely so, so again, you've got two different touch points there to call people. And that's what 95% of estate agents don't do. Luke. Um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. I've made those notes because I think that's, that's, fan, that's fantastic. Again, you've got a reason to speak to them and you're adding value to their lives. You're not, you're not there. Are you ready to list yet? Are you ready to list, list yet? You're giving them information that's helping them. I think Josh mentions this helps make helps them make better decisions for the future. Um, and again, maybe just add that in at the end of that phrase. Would you like to know the new value of your home to help you make better decisions for the future? Um, because it's all about them, um, and that works well. I use that, and it and it does and it does work well particularly. But I think what we've not got to forget about is that sitting on everyone's in everyone's agency are 20 30 40 vendors uh if you're lucky maybe more where their dreams and aspirations haven't been met yet because they're sitting on there not sold so and we talked about it in the last podcast about the stock review um that i uh witnessed when i was with um hodges so what we're at that half year point now so Let's let's do a full. Let's get the team together. Get them in at eight o'clock or half past seven, whatever time it needs to be, to fully review properly. Not just a quick two minutes here and there during the course of the day, where you go through the whole stock that you've got and how you can get that vendor from for sale to sold, so that then their their hopes, aspirations, dreams can be met with the next property that are selling. Because quite often, I think within a state agency we're sometimes all guilty of trying to chase the next instruction. Whereas we've got 30, 40 instructions that we need to look after and manage as well. And people that have already committed to us and we need to commit back to them. So the kind of, the kind of things, whether or not new photos need to be taken. So were those photos taken when the leaves weren't on the trees? Um, the sun wasn't as bright. Um, perhaps we've now started to do videos. So can we go out and do a selfie video or a property tour video? can we look at doing a dusk photo using services like Dr. Photo? Um, we're getting some good success with that acting as kind of click clickability or clickbait is what it's called um, on the portals. It's work that that's working really well, changing the description, rewriting it, having a vendor meeting, going out to see them and bringing them in on WhatsApp. So set up a WhatsApp group with them because I talked about it last week that's working really well for us. It isn't substituting phone calls, but it's that interim contact, just keeping everyone up to date with, with what's going on. But I do feel estate agents are really guilty of ignoring their 
current on the market vendors and we all talk about that's probably the biggest criticism is that estate agents don't keep their clients up to date great advice thank you andy awesome so guys i didn't want to wrap up this podcast without sharing um a, a real what i what i consider to be a takeaway uh, moment from from the josh vegan event on tuesday and luke I, d- I don't know how you felt about this but this was really stand out for me Stephen, how many reasons do you think there are for people moving? I know this is throwing it out. You're completely, completely out of the blue because it's not scripted or rehearsed, but 17, 12. Yeah. And I just, I just, if, if, if you'll allow me and afford me the courtesy, I would just like to read these out to our listeners because if we can start targeting our marketing, our videos, if you can hone in on each of these sectors, I think that's going to be an instant win for you. So, um, We'll, we'll start with um, the, the, the less desirable. Uh, one, people die. Two, divorce. Three, nursing care um, or care home requirements. Four, growing family. Five, investors. Six, developers. Seven, geographical. They need to be, they, you know, the lifestyle change. I want to live by the sea or I need to be by a certain school. Uh, eight, bankruptcy. Nine, downsizing. Ten, aspirational buyer 11 is job relocation and 12 is first time buyers if you can hone in your marketing if you can do a 30 second video if you can do a a minute long video and target in each of those how do you think your buyers would react to that how do you think your audience would react to that you know, is it something that you could do on, um, you know, on, on your website? Is it something that you could build into your Facebook and video marketing? I think it would gain good traction. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing. Don't thank me. Thank Josh. <laughs> thank you, Josh. <laughs> thank you, Ollie and Josh. Yes. Yeah, the twins. <laughs> so I think that's probably a very good point to end today's podcast. Um, and we're like kids in a sweet shop the next week because we've got Josh coming in uh, for the whole day. Um, and we've got Sean Adams, Sasha and Anton joining us as well uh, from other agencies um, to kind of share that learning. So really looking forward to that, which is going to be absolutely, uh, absolutely amazing. Um, so I did, did give him the option of what to have for dinner on the Wednesday evening. Lester's obviously known for its curry. Um, and he didn't seem too chuffed with that, did he, Andy? So we're um, so we're going to settle on an Italian. So we booked the Italian restaurant, and um, it's one that was recommended from Claudio Ranieri when he was Leicester manager as being superb. So I've been there before, and it won't disappoint. So you, you're, you're an awful enjoy. name dropper, Luke Saint Clair. <laughs> On that note, please, guys, do rate, review these podcasts. Please do message the Facebook page, EA Podcast. We genuinely respond or try to respond to all of them. In fact, we do respond to all of them. Um, And we really appreciate your feedback and comments. Is there a topic that you'd like us to discuss, a guest that you'd like us to have on this show so that you don't have to listen to us three rambling for another episode? Do hit us up. Do um, email us uh, on the page and uh, we would be happy to try and source that contact for you. Um, Luke's currently flossing and so I think that's our time to exit. Um, So guys, from myself, Luke and Stephen, it's goodbye. Have a fantastic weekend. Goodbye. Enjoy the sunshine. Right.